0: Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology. Jupiter is about to turn direct in the sign of Pisces, and that is what we are going to take a look at today. You know, most of the time when we talk about retrograde planets, we are talking about the faster-moving planets. We're talking about Mercury, Venus, or Mars. The Sun and Moon do not go retrograde. So it's not all the time that we talk about Jupiter or Saturn turning direct or turning retrograde. Uh, They do so for very long periods of time, and so... There's there's not as much attention paid to the transitional or turning points of say Jupiter all the way out to Pluto when they turn direct or retrograde. However, each of them have what are called synodic cycles with the Sun, and the tracking of the phasal developments of any of the superior planets, those above the Sun in the Chaldean order, um, are you know really interesting to follow. We have a Mars retrograde happening right now, which is pretty interesting, but Jupiter in particular. Um, this transition that Jupiter is about to make, something that I want to key in on because of what's happening under the next synodic conjunction between the uh, the next synodic cycle and the opening of that cycle, which is the conjunction between the Sun and Jupiter that's happening next April. So we are in the closing phase of the current Jupiter-Sun synodic cycle. That's what's happening. And this one, this turning point is more significant than I think your average Jupiter um, cycle cycle. Uh, is. And so that's what we're going to take a look at today. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. Share a comment in the comment section. It really does help the channel to grow when you guys uh, pitch in and tell us what you're thinking about. You can find a transcript of any of my daily talks on my website, nightlightastrology.com, where you can also uh, check out all of my readings and courses. Um, I also want to let you guys know that this is, this week, I will be launching my annual Kickstarter. So for the last days of every Uh, calendar year. I raise money from my audience through donations to support this channel in the production of free content Monday through Fridays year round in the next year. So we had 1,607 backers last year. We're every year just trying to beat that record the year before we had, I think it was like 1200 or something. So we, we, every year we've seen steady improvement in the growth of our audience. And so we're just always looking to grow that support a little bit more in the year ahead. I'll be telling you more about the Kickstarter later this week. When you donate, there's tons of rewards you can get. So that will be launching shortly. I think that's, that's going to be launching on Wednesday. So coming up. All right, well let's get into it and discuss the, uh, this turning point that we are at right now. So here is the um, significant moment in the cycle. We're talking about a uh, Jupiter turning point. So let's take a look at this. You can see, oops, here we go. So here is the special moment at which Jupiter goes from retrograde. You'll notice that, oh, I don't have my highlighter out. Here we go. You'll notice that Jupiter has a little S around it. This is November 23rd. Now that is not, that's a little bit of a ways away, but we are approaching this turning point and Jupiter's slowing down in the sky right now this week. And then what happens if we advance this just a little bit more is you're going to see the S turn to a black S and then it disappears and that means Jupiter has turned direct. So this process goes from the 22nd of November all the way to about the 25th, where Jupiter slows down, stops, and then starts moving in direct motion rather than retrograde motion. Now, again, this is something that you could, like most of the time, I don't make videos about slower moving planets turning retrograde or direct because I don't find that they are as as consequential or felt by everyone as unanimously as other transits are. That being said, there is still uh, a lot that can be uh, learned from tracking the phasal dynamics of Jupiter or Saturn or any of the planets and paying attention to when they're making each of their different phasal changes. So in this case, uh, what I want to do is I want to teach you first so that I can make this larger point about why Jupiter is important and what to watch for. I want to teach you about the Jupiter cycle so that you can have... You know i want you to understand what i'm saying and not just uh you know i think it's always good if you can learn something about astrology in the process of receiving a delineation you'll just be wiser especially if you're someone who likes astrology it's just good to learn about so i want to take you through a jupiter cycle and just show you all of the phases of the cycle which will then make it will make sense of why this is such a significant moment for jupiter So in order to do that, I'm going to re-show you a chart, but we're going to take out every planet, but just Jupiter and the sun. Okay, here we go. All right, so in this chart, you can see uh, that the sun is in Sagittarius and Jupiter is in Pisces. Now, what I want to do is show you this. Notice how what's happening right before Jupiter turns direct. The sun in the sign of Scorpio is making a trine to Jupiter in the sign of Pisces. So that trine happens, and then right as it's happening, so you see it it crosses the trine, and as soon as the trine passes through, then just days later, Jupiter stations and turns direct. So Jupiter always turns retrograde or direct right around the time that the sun makes a trine to it. And that's part of what we're gonna learn today as we unpack this cycle. So uh, let's go to the beginning of a Jupiter cycle. I'm gonna take you back in time and we're gonna look at the last time that uh, Jupiter and the sun came together. So here they are coming together. And you can see that both the Sun and Jupiter are conjoined at the 14th degree of Pisces. Now, this is back in March, the early part of March, 2022. So if you want a fun tracking project that can really blow your mind, uh, get out a piece of paper, get out a little journal or something and take note of these dates. So you can compare the synodic cycle of the Sun and Jupiter to a moon cycle. When the sun and Jupiter conjoin together at the exact same degree of the same sign, that conjunction is like the new moon in that it is a seeding moment in the beginning of a new cycle, which will yield its results or its fruits, karmically speaking, in time. And so you could look, for example, to the whole sign house of Pisces in your birth chart around the beginning of March in 2022 to see where that seed was planted. Or you could even just look more broadly at your life around that time and see what was happening. Now, this is a Jupiter cycle. And so we are talking about the way that the relationship between the sun and Jupiter, a synodic cycle between those two planets, has to do with the sun and Jupiter's archetypal combination. Could say that that is your sense of life purpose, ambition, and your uh, aspirations as defined by the sun. But in relation to Jupiter topics, Jupiterian topics would be like uh, mentors and teachers, or allies and helpers in your life, anything that is of beneficial influence or assistance. Or more broadly speaking, Jupiter is the planet of, of, let's say, your faith and beliefs, or of wisdom and philosophy, or of learning and religion. And so, how are your how is your life path evolving in relation to these topics? Especially, let's just keep it simple and say, Your beliefs and convictions, whether that's philosophically, religiously, politically, uh, you know, on on any level, how are your beliefs guiding or interacting with your sense of life purpose? So that's kind of just a a distillation of a Sun-Jupiter cycle. Now, the conjunction would have happened in early March. So that's like a new moon. It's the seeding period of a new cycle. So that's where you start and you look back and you say, well, what was going on in my life at that time? If you wanted to refine it a little bit more, you could look at the whole sign house of pisces now the next part of the cycle is going to be like a first quarter moon a first quarter moon is the first hard turning point of a moon cycle and we have the same thing mirrored in the synodic cycle between the sun and jupiter so when does that happen well let's map this out and show you what's going to happen after the sun conjoins jupiter is the sun being the faster moving planet is going to move out ahead of jupiter in zodiacal order Here you can see as I'm advancing by days that the sun is slowly gaining separation from Jupiter. Now, as that separation continues, there's going to come a very critical time that develops the next part of the synodic cycle between the sun and Jupiter, and that is going to occur, if you remember what we said just a few minutes ago, when the sun trines Jupiter. So when the sun is coming through the trine to Jupiter, here's what I want you to notice. You'll see, first of all, Uh, Notice that the sun is in Leo and Jupiter is in Aries at one and eight degrees, so the trine is forming. Now, notice what's happening with Jupiter. Just pay attention for a second to Jupiter. See how it's stationing? See the little S above it? And then now how it's retrograde, so go back. See, the trine is starting to come through, and always in close proximity to that trine, Jupiter will change directions. So, this change of direction for Jupiter that happens as the sun trines Jupiter. This is an inferior trine from the sun to Jupiter. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. For those of you who do know what the difference between an inferior and superior aspect, you'll you'll pick that up. But the first aspect of the, the first trine after their separation, basically. Um, This marks something like the first quarter. This is an important or critical developmental turning point within the cycle. The tension of the cycle is building. And I I like to keep it really general because it can look so many different ways for different people. And now you would want to look, rather than the starting point of the whole sign of Pisces, you could also look for this turning point in Jupiter's lifespan uh, to the um, whole sign house of Aries and there'd be like a critical turning point happening there. Okay, so this, this was happening, by the way, at the very end of July of 2022. So you've got the beginning of March and the end of July as the equivalent of the new moon and first quarter within Jupiter's cycle this year. Okay, so now let's move along to the next stage. The opposition between the Sun and Jupiter will then form the full moon, and that happens, the full moon of the cycle, uh, sort of to, to continue the comparison between Jupiter's cycle and the moon cycle. They have the same kind of meaning. So here is the opposition between the Sun and Jupiter, and this was late September. So, the full moon is usually the part of the cycle where Jupiter now brings its full significations to bear. It's like the fruit that's been growing on the tree is now there. It's, it's blossomed. So, this is, if you think of root to fruit, that's a good new moon to full moon kind of um, metaphor uh, or analogy. So, you could still look at the whole sign house of Aries now for the meaning of the full moon as its opposite to the sun. And now what you're doing is you're saying, look, when it comes to my, let's just, we'll keep Jupiter simple in this respect. We'll say beliefs, convictions, guiding principles in life. This is one of the main Jupiter's main significations. So let's say early March, there was a new seed that was planted relative to my life purpose, direction, and my beliefs or my guiding principles. Late July, there was a critical turning point. And then again, in late September, now, the critical turning point would have pitted the Sun and Jupiter to, against one another in a square, which means that guiding principles and life purpose is coming into a critical kind of conflict or tension. Now, by the full moon, it's as if you're at a crossroads and the fruit of Jupiter's transformation is occurring. It's, 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 the fruit is blossoming and it's a kind of ideological uh, conflict. You're at a crossroads. My life purpose and my sense of beliefs are at this um, place of, of tension, and polar opposite tension is a very creative thing, but can also be a very stressful thing. Okay, so you can, you can track this with your journal. Look at what was happening around the end of September. Now, before we go into the last phase, which is where we are at currently, let me just tell you how my own story is related. And I think at least you can have one example. So for example, around the new moon in early March, um, I was starting to do some very serious, uh, I was very seriously considering whether or not I wanted to continue on with the religious group and community that I was a part of. Um, by late July, I was starting to uh, seriously consider stepping away. And by the end of September, I was full on making the decision to step away. And that those were the most critical moments happened at these key parts of Jupiter's cycle. Fascinating, right? Now, there are other indicators in the birth chart. I'm not trying to say that this is the only thing in, let's say, my birth chart that is an indication of that process. There are other transits that are also very nice in terms of explaining or looking at that that transition in my life and you'll probably find others in your own journaling if you know astrology well enough you might say yeah but i've also been dealing with this other aspect and you don't um it's there's not one aspect that has the market cornered on describing your life you know you can have multiple aspects that speak to your life so that being said that's how you that's the kind of thing that happened for me and you may find that um if you track it out with some care that you'll notice similar changes and again i use the pairing of the sun and jupiter as a pairing of life purpose and ambition as defined by the sun paired with beliefs convictions values a paradigm uh, in jupiter and how those two things are transforming as they look at each other sometimes rather intensely okay well that leads us to the last part of the cycle uh, which is the last quarter of the cycle to use the moon analogy again and that happens when we get to where we are right now. So when we get all the way to, whoops, uh, here we go, so it's gonna be the last part of mid to late November, look at what's happening again. This is where we find ourselves presently. Now you can see that Jupiter is going through the trine to the sun again. But this time the sun is in the superior position rather than the inferior position, uh, which means its next uh, aspect rather than the opposition will be the conjunction. So uh, in terms of the four parts of the cycle. So if we take this forward just a little bit more, you're going to see that as they make that trine, Jupiter changes direction again follow it out, look at, there's the 28 and 28, so they're trining, a couple days later, there's the station, you can see that little S below Jupiter, and then you get the direct motion, the S disappears, and that means Jupiter's direct again, so this is like the last quarter moon, and the last quarter moon is often described as a moment of shedding all, that, that all of It's sort of like uh, letting go of the entire cycle. It's a critical moment of starting to let go of everything that the cycle has um, brought you. It's gaining all of the insights, integrating all of the lessons, and letting go. Um, And you'll hear people talk, astrologers all over the world will talk about the last quarter moon in roughly the same way. It's a a moment of, of letting go of the fruits of the cycle, realizing everything that's there to be realized, but also turning away and letting go so that the seeds of a new cycle can begin again. Now, right now, I would say that for anyone, this is an interesting thing to track in just the way that I have, because what you'll notice is that at the, this part of November into early December, you may be at an, another turning point where you're letting go of something. There's been a lot of lessons learned and insights realized, and it's time to integrate all of the wisdom and prepare the ground for a new cycle. For example, I find myself right now exploring variety, different variety of religious and spiritual communities and groups and activities here in the Twin Cities where I live after having uh, in late September decided to uh, step away from the uh, bhakti yoga tradition that I was a part of. And I'm also having to be you know, very careful not to just you know, jump into something right away, but really integrate everything that's been learned and start just you know, allowing those insights to crystallize and to form the you know, healthy soil for a new cycle. And I think you know, the story is gonna look different for everybody, right? But if you track that cycle out, it's such an important moment. And here's why it's so important. Because the next synodic conjunction, the the next synodic cycle, starting off with the next conjunction between the Sun and Jupiter, is super powerful. Watch this. Okay, we are going to go forward to April 11th of 2023, which is when the next cycle forms. And here is what I want you to notice. April 11th, of 2023 you have an exalted sun in aries conjoining jupiter in aries this is such a this is like a rocket pad a launch pad and it and a rocket that's going to take off you've got what other rocket analogy i can use this is like um <laughs> uh You know those things that kids have that like they're like Nerf uh, launch pads and you step on the button as hard as you can and it like pops the arrow off? (laughs) My kids have one of those. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) This is like one of those. This is like an astrological Nerf launching pad. (laughs) Um, When we see this conjunction which is, uh, again, let me just put it up on the screen here. It's a Jupiter conjunct the sun in Aries, April 11th, 2023. This is the spring fire sign of the ram, the sign of Mars, the god of war, the god of spring. It is youthful, it is cardinal, um, it is fiery, and it is inceptional. Inceptional means it likes to start things. Uh, Actually, I did this earlier. Let me pull it up again. So, check out the etymological um, meaning of inception. It be- it's it. Of course, it means beginning, but it means to take or seize. <laughs> Remember, we use the word graha, grabber or seizer, to talk about what the planets do to us. It also has the meaning of to uh, to take on, to take in hand, um, to seize or to um, an, or an undertaking. So it, this idea of Aries being an inceptional sign, um, there is such a powerful like m- m- um, this transit is like rocket fuel. So the point being that whatever you're in the process of letting go of right now, especially okay, let's keep it simple again with Jupiter, beliefs, ideologies, principles, ethics, philosophies that are guiding your life and its sense of purpose. When Jupiter and the sun come together in April, whatever you've been, whatever's been gestating through the Pisces Aries dichotomy of the past year, when it comes back and the new cycle launches in Aries, holy crap. We're talking about a very, um, there's so much like swagger in that combination. There's daring, there's moxie, there's risk-taking, there's pioneering, there's it's entrepreneurial. It is um it you know, it's it's rooted in like ad- adrenaline and facing fears and courage, boldness. So it's a big new beginning where the marriage of purpose and belief Are coming together in order to start something, in order to, and it's going to seize you in a very powerful way. It's going to include an undertaking of some kind. So that's why I say this is not just your normal Jupiterian turning point, because whatever we're starting to let go of right now, and however we're turning a corner that really began last March, was punctuated at the end of July, came around again at the end of September, that whole process with Jupiter is really leading through these winter months into the spring, zodiacally speaking, to a very powerful new turning, a new a new uh, chapter. So, um, and check out what else is happening. Just after, I mean, very soon, within a month after that happens, watch what Jupiter does next. Let's put in all the rest of the planets again. So we're going to go forward here to the middle of May. In the middle of May, we have Jupiter moving into the sign of Taurus. Uh, About May 17th and 18th, after Jupiter enters Taurus, it squares Pluto, who has just recently, around the same time, entered Aquarius. And then just days after that, between May 21st and 23rd, Check out what happens next. Then you get Mars entering Leo and also opposing Pluto while squaring Jupiter. So you're talking about a super cardinal fiery turning point with regard to the marriage of your life purpose and your beliefs. And you're talking about it immediately being galvanized by a shift of Jupiter into Taurus with a big T square between Mars and Pluto. The between April and May... Uh, This shift of belief, this shift of values and how your principles or philosophies are changing your life path are going to be uh, galvanized and uh, hitting such big transformational aspects that from that Jupiter almost immediately. So this is why I, again, when I look at this current moment for Jupiter, I think, wow, this is a lot bigger than you might think that it is. Again, uh, let's go back here to where we're at, and uh, we'll just look at it. So this trine that is approaching, which happens around November 20th, and then you have the station to turn direct by Jupiter by about November 24th. So this last part of November, what I want you to think about is what you are letting go of right now and the courage that you have to let go of things, especially around your beliefs and values, your guiding principles, and how they are shaping the choices that you're making with your your life path. That The deeper and more profoundly you're able to let go of those things that are not working, even if you don't know exactly what comes next. I find myself in the same position in many respects spiritually. I feel a little adrift, but pleasantly so. I feel a deep sense of trust. I don't know exactly what comes next, but I've had to let go of certain beliefs that just were not in alignment any longer. Beliefs about myself, about reality, et cetera, et cetera. They could be beliefs that guide how you do your work or how you parent or guiding beliefs in love. Guiding beliefs that have shaped your family's history, guiding beliefs that shape how you deal with uh, money or uh, your business. But you're looking at those principles and you're saying, "Times up! I, I have to let go of that now." I'm seeing how some things are working and how some things aren't, and it's a, it's, it's an old Jupiter. When Jupiter hits that last. Uh, that last quarter dynamic where it turns direct, in horary astrology, we would start talking about a Jupiter that is getting into the later part of life. If Jupiter were describing a person, let's say in a horary chart, and it was that stage within its synodic cycle, Jupiter would be described as the later in years. So there's a lot of things that have matured, a lot of realizations that have grown, but also things that are ready to be let go of that are in the process of dying. And as those things die, I think it helps to... See where Jupiter is heading, like that. The spring between April and May is pretty glorious in terms of there being um, inspiration and newness, uh, a, a new cycle that's kicking off in a pretty loud and powerful way. So I hope that that gives people some sense of hope and trust and faith in the process and patience, and also hopefully the courage to um, to, to really look at what you've learned and and what's ready to be released. So that is uh, what I have for today. I think that uh, it'll be really exciting to take a way too early look at Jupiter into Taurus, uh, which I think we'll do. Um, and I think we're going to also be looking a little bit more at Saturn into Pisces and some other transits that are coming up um, because uh, there's a lot of the biggest... The, I just did my research for the Astrology of 2023 video that I make for one of the Kickstarter rewards. And I was like making all of my biggest transit of the year. Uh, I was making the list for the biggest transits of the year. I was like, you know, March, April and May are just compl- they contain three quarters of the biggest transits of the year that I wrote down this year. So um, <clears throat> truly dynamic those months and a lot of it centers around that synodic conjunction between Jupiter and the sun and Aries. So, you know, Aries is always a st- it's, a, it's a starting point. It's the it's the beginning of a new phase. So um, I think that, uh, you know, it's OK to wander sometimes a little bit, especially right now. Um, because I think that that wandering will have served a really important pur- purpose by the time the uh, next conjunction with the sun and Jupiter comes, comes through in the spring. All right, that's what I've got for you guys today. I hope this was interesting and not too boring. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts and um, any questions you have, leave them in the... Uh comment section. If you have a story, use the hashtag grabbed or email us grabbed at nightlightastrology.com, especially if you were able to track out those turning points in the Jupiter cycle. Would love to hear stories about that. All right. That's what I've got. Hope you guys have a great day. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.